0: Oh, hey, it's been quite a while since our last episode, hasn't it?
1: And I'm so glad we're back on it And through the power <laughs> of technology We can still do this podcast Thank goodness
0: Oh, yes. We last left off in December. Mm -hmm. And here's the thing. We wanted to restart the podcast come February, right? We want to take a break and then bring season two back, as it were. Ah. And then, of course, (laughs) COVID-19 happened. A pandemic, for goodness sakes, and threw everything out of uh, whack. But Ruined all
1: our plans, yeah. Yeah, yeah.
0: (laughs) We are settling into the new normal, as it were. Mm -hmm. I hope you are doing well, keeping yourself healthy. That's the most important thing, right? And Mm -hmm. yes, thanks to technology, we got the whole Zoom thing working. Working. The podcast continues, all for Woo-hoo! the love of life. And what a way to kickstart, I guess, you could call it season two. I'll <laughs> just call it episode 12. La. Right. But we got in contact with an old colleague, an old friend of ours from our 987 days.
1: And you probably know her from her vlogs as well because she's been doing a lot of traveling. And this girl has got around, and, and in a good way. <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, gone around the world, yeah. Mm-hmm. She decided to leave her life in radio, which she had spent 14 years. And uh, we sat down, talked to her. You know what? Let's let her tell you the story. And we also go into a lot of our shared experiences in radio, some of the craziest stories. So yeah, if you know Roz, you know her reputation. She doesn't hold back. So here we go. Here's our conversation with Roz. Oh,
2: for the love of life.
0: Like, okay, when was the last time we actually got together and like actually met in person? Physically. Physically. Do you even remember?
2: 987? <laughs> <Nine, eight, seven. laughs> right? Yeah. It's
0: like what? Was it? I think it was seven, eight years ago at least, right?
2: Okay, I know I left Rio three years ago. Mm. And then I was at Lush for three years. So that's six. Um, and then when I was at 987 towards the tail end, you guys were gone already. So it's more than seven years.
0: Yeah. Oh my gosh. Wow. Anyway, wow. hey, who was wow. at Lush first? Was it me or was it you, Ross?
2: When I was there, you were not there. So it has to be you first.
0: Right, right. Yeah, yeah. Then when you went to Lush, I had already moved on to Power Ninety Eight Yes, that that makes sense. So essentially, the last time you talked to us, right, Jackie and I were still a couple.
2: <laughs> no, you guys. <laughs> oh no, God. you guys broke. No? no, you guys broke up. I saw that already. Up. Okay.
0: Well, we we're just trying to sort out the timelines here. It's a little bit weird because it's been so many oh, years.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
0: The, okay. There's this one incident. I don't know if you both remember this. Um, but uh, I think it was at USS after an Adam Lambert thing. And we were sitting down makaning at, is it that TGI Fridays or Chili's at USA?
1: Chili's.
0: Chili's. And Ross, you almost caused us to break up. Huh? <laughs> yeah, yeah.
3: What do you mean?
0: Okay. A few nights ago, I don't even remember, our former boss who shall remain nameless. Yeah. Uh, she rested her head on my lap. You were at that event. And then when we were having dinner, <laughs> you were like, because you had assumed that I told Jackie, right? But I didn't. Because you know young oh dumb, my God.
2: Yeah,
0: yeah. So Jackie and I got into a huge fight after that, you know?
2: Uh, but it's like oh yeah, okay.
0: Yeah, yeah. But but, but
2: <laughs> Oh shit. You I'm know so what I mean,
0: sorry. No, 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 no. Wait, I, I just
2: wait, wait, uh. wait, wait, wait. I'm not sorry. I wasn't the one who put my head on your lap. Exactly. You, <laughs> you shouldn't be sorry.
0: It, yeah. At the end of yeah. the day, it was the It boss wasn't her fault. fault. Yeah. yeah, exactly. It wait, was my so
2: it's it's not Sorry, babe. It's not Chili's is when I told her. Okay, okay. Because when that happened, it wasn't at... I, I remember where it happened. I remember very vividly. Rochester Park. Yeah. Yes,
0: yes. After an event.
2: Quiz night.
0: No, yes, Or yes. something. Yeah. Wow, okay. Yeah, and I very, didn't want to good. tell Jackie because I was, you know, younger, a bit more naive. I'm like, oh, shit, I don't want to tell her. This type of thing happened, like, you know? Yeah, 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 yeah.
2: Like, but, but you know, to, to be fair, Young froze. He's like... Yeah. He stiffened up and didn't know what to do. All of us were shocked too.
0: (laughs) Body stiffened up. The other thing didn't stiffen up. That's the important one. Very
2: important. Very important. Oh,
0: jeez. Of course, we've since moved on. You know, I got married. Jackie has a boyfriend and everything. So, Oh, uh, but enough, no, and I'm still single. I, yeah, <laughs> enough about us. How are you? Yeah. Now, what what has changed? I mean, obviously, a lot has changed since we last hung out. So, since yeah. we've last met, what has changed?
2: What has changed is I finally left MediaCorp, which <laughs> which felt like I'm let loose from shackles,
0: because
2: mm-hmm. it's being there for being on radio, primarily at Media Corp, has been like the most defining thing about me, and mm-hmm. I've let it define me for the longest time. And because, you know, once you do something so long, like for 14 years, you think that you can't do anything else anymore. And and that really gripped me because I have my younger brother who has skills that can take him all around the world. Like he doesn't need to stay in one one spot. Like he, his skills are flexible, but my skill set is radio. So I was like panicking. I was scared. Uh, I was scared of being poor again and being jobless and being rendered obsolete or just worthless, you know, mm-hmm. uh, the longer I stay on in Mediacorp. So I decided like, you know what? Let's break down what I actually love about radio. That is communication, talking to people, reaching out to people and then playing music, which I will always love. Mm-hmm. And I was like, hey, wait a minute. I can do that on any platform. So maybe let's just get rid of that fear of being poor. Let's just like live on my own savings until I deplete it, and then be okay with doing any job. Like I think I've reached a point where like I don't mind waiting on tables or um, just finding any job that would pay just to get through.
0: Did you yeah. have a plan B while you were doing radio? It's like okay, you're doing radio, but I have this on the side. You know, I'm gonna start doing YouTube videos, the travel stuff. No, you just decided cut it off, and move on to the next thing. Dude, that takes a lot of balls, man.
2: (laughs) I didn't decide to cut it off. My radio station shut down. It got shut (laughs) down by year
1: (laughs) 4 It was out of control.
2: Okay. Yeah, but it was very strange because... Okay, so I I used to be with SAF Music and Drama Company. Mm. This is when I was 21. I joined them. And I was there for four years. And when I left music and drama company. I left because it got too easy for me. I wanted to see more of the world, you Mm. know? And at that point in time, I wanted to travel the world. But then Power 98 came about. Mm. Sandra Bonaventura, who was the GM back then, she was like, why don't you try radio? And that one step, one foot in became 14 years. So towards the end, I was like, in around 2016, I was feeling a bit restless again. And Mm. I was like, I want to see the world. And I'm almost 40. I want to see it while I can still climb mountains and stuff. So the thought was brewing in my head. And then I was like, okay, maybe end of 2017, I'll quit radio. But Lush beat me to it. <laughs> <laughs> so that's that.
3: Right, <laughs> no wow. plan B. I
2: was like, the only thing to, to go is forward. And I was like, okay, you know what? Now I'm going to plan my world tour by myself. That is your plan, right? You've been traveling so much. Like every
1: time I see your Instagram, it's like a new place. I, are you checking out things on a map, like
2: places in the world? I, okay, so before 2018, so 2018 was my travel year. 2017, I quit radio in, in August. The initial plan was to spend all my money traveling until I, I've hit zero because <laughs> hitting zero was like my biggest fear and that's what kept me at radio. It was like my chains, you know, my shackles. Mm-hmm. So to be, to be okay with being poor was number one, my mountain that mm-hmm. I conquered. And very strangely, the money didn't deplete because I think once you're ready to lose everything, the universe just somehow throws something good back at you.
3: Right. Provides, and yeah. I've become
2: this accidental travel vlogger but i'm not a youtuber i don't have a youtube channel mm. i vlog because i want to keep it for my memories oh. uh, but somehow it just picked up
0: your travel vlogs are on click network right yes so did you before you started doing all these travel vlogs did you have the idea okay i'm gonna approach them have them yes. you know host okay so you already had that idea so mm.
2: the thing about click network is that it started by one of my best friends jillian mm. and uh, fun fact when Click Network first started, like over a decade ago, me and Ciafre were the first ones on the channel. Right. When there was no money, no followers, no mm. viewers. So it felt very fitting, like, you know, because I've seen the channel grow yeah. to like, hey, you know what, why don't I just put this here? I don't wanna edit my videos. If mm. you guys see this is like great content, why don't you all edit for me and then like maybe start like a travel thing for me? Mm. And then my friend Julian was like, Okay, let's support you in this. And mind you, I'm not paid, really? I don't get paid to put my no, vi- no. Nope, nope. oh. And every time they edit my video, they run a loss. Right. Because they have such a small team and when they put aside time and resources to edit my video they are putting other paid videos on hold. Yeah, so when I when I did sponsored videos for like a couple of tourism boards, bulk of the pay goes back to them so that they can kind of
0: break even. So how do you, yeah. okay, well, I, this is going to sound like the most anti-question, but how do you earn <laughs> money then? How do you feed yourself?
2: Instagrammer.
0: <laughs> the influencer life. Uh?
2: The, the influencer life. Ah. I suppose.
0: Do, <laughs> yeah. do you like that term? I know some people you know, roll their eyes at that term influencer. What, what are your thoughts um, on that?
2: I, I think everyone is an influencer in our mm. own right. Um, I follow a lot of people who don't have a lot of followers, mm. um, who have influenced so many things in my life taste, culture, fashion, music, cooking, food. Cook, well, cooking <laughs> food is survival. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, <right? laughs> Strangely, I don't follow any cooking accounts. Huh. Really? Yeah. Uh, but you like to none. cook, right? I do. I do. But I've liked to cook since I was like 12 out of necessity. And because my mom usually punishes me in the kitchen, like making heal things. So that grows my love for food.
1: I feel like I remember this about you because one time I went to your house and you were like chucking out a lot of clothes and shoes. That you... I couldn't take any of your shoes. You are bigger than I do. I've got man feet. Yeah. But <laughs> you had a lot of clothes. I took a couple of them as well. I still have some of them to date, yeah. Really? And I still remember oh it goodness. was you that gave it to me, yeah. Oh, wow! <laughs> I know. That's awesome.
0: <laughs> I, I want to get back to the travel stuff because I've seen some of your videos and they are just quite amazing. Like the life you've led in these couple of years, man. Uh, uh, but before that, though, how has the um, circuit breaker life been for you uh. these past couple of weeks? You know, I see a lot of your cooking videos now, you're doing a lot more of that kind of content.
2: Actually, if you, we've been friends since, like, what? Facebook, Friendster? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I've, been those, <laughs> yeah, I've been doing those Oh god Yeah I've been doing these Cooking recipes thing Like since then You know oh, yeah. But strangely hmm. Nobody's ever followed uh, Or tried to redo My <laughs> my recipes You know Until <laughs> Until now In fact on Instagram I've been doing it For years already Like I've <laughs> uploaded Recipe videos under ROGS recipes The hashtag mm. No one's ever Recreated my recipes And suddenly now On <laughs> Circuit Breaker <laughs>
0: Yeah <laughs> no, I think because A lot of us are f- like paying attention to cooking now Like for myself I only right. just started cooking Because you know I'm at home all the time now
2: Yeah I'm actually an introvert So mm. my myers um results is ISFJ I'm, I'm an introvert I'm actually loving this government mandated um, mm-hmm. Anti-socialism <laughs> yeah. yeah
0: Do you think that a lot of radio DJs Are actually introverts? Like The, the funny thing is No you don't think so? Because like you just Are you said, guys introverts? Absolutely 100% I am I know Okay,
2: I know you're a gamer, so
0: you can spend like...
2: <laughs> sure, yeah, exactly. Spend all
0: day at home, no problem.
2: What about you, Jack? I, I don't remember you being an introvert, though. Uh, I mean, I guess I'm an extrovert when
1: it needs to be like... If, depending on the social setting, like if, you know, yeah. we have to mingle with people, then fine. Like, if it's a birthday party or a client meeting, then we have to be sociable mm. at that point. But to be honest, I like just being at home with my dog Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. my significant other watching TV and... Cooking, like, that's that's yeah. definitely one of my hobbies. So, yeah, I mean, I, I don't know if you'll call it an introvert, but I do like staying in my house.
2: <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah, well, me too. Is it just that we're all a bit older? That's <laughs> Is that why?
2: Why you have to go and say like what? that? <laughs> Actually, I've kind of, like dug deep into that like you know why we why we like certain things and I was like I've actually never really liked crowds very much you know back mm. in school I was part of this very big group in, in this I was in a convent school right mm. you know a big group of girls but in that group I wasn't the alpha I wasn't the leader you know mm. I wasn't the one who made decisions I was always the follower
3: Yeah. and
2: then at birthday parties or whatever I'm always zooming in to the person that I know mm. um, it's always been that way and then it will take me a long time to warm up but once I do I, I don't keep anything no holds barred right, right? Mm-hmm. but yeah. but to initiate that conversation with a stranger in a room full of like my friends I I, I speak to my friends first yeah mm-hmm. or I'd rather yeah. not be there right, right. so Which it's always <laughs> been like that <laughs> yeah
0: it is quite a surprising thing to hear especially when uh you know people outside the industry say hey, but you are redo DJ what and mm-hmm. especially you Ross I mean you were known for being sort of like the personality where you, like you didn't give a crap you know you just mm-hmm. yeah I didn't give mind. a crap but. Yeah.
2: I didn't give a crap, but it doesn't mean I like hanging out with
0: people. Right, okay, okay. <laughs> I get that. No, I get that. You
2: just did what you yeah. had to, I guess, at mm. that point, right? Yeah.
0: So, yes. when you go to all these countries and you travel and you meet new people, mm. do you initiate these conversations? Like, do you tell Stringy, yourself, okay, I... I... do. Yeah?
2: Because it's all these very intense, fleeting connections, right, that mm. I actually like. Because okay. I know I'll never see them again.
0: Oh. Mm. So, it's right. like nothing oh, to lose, yeah. just, just talk, now. Nah. I don't care if I look like a fool in front of them, just whack.
2: Yeah, just whack because they don't know me and I Uh get to like be a new person in their eyes Uh and then we get to talk about dreams and like hopes Uh and secrets and stuff and then we leave and then I never ever see them again. So I'm assuming there's no exchange of emails
1: or contacts or anything. If they ask you, it's like, "Uh, can I have your email address? Uh, No, nobody asks that.
2: Yep, nobody asks for email addresses or phone numbers but Uh the ones that I really, really connect with and I want to see again Mm. Like, we usually swap Instagram. Ah, mm. oh, okay, I was gonna say, yeah.
1: yeah. It was the same thing, actually. When I went to Greece, nobody exchanged emails or phone numbers, just like you said. But we, what's yeah. your Instagram, ah? Uh? You know? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, okay, that's the new exchange of contact now, these days. Yeah.
0: Talking about your travels, I mean, I just... Poor Young, um,
1: he's been trying
2: to get back to it. <laughs> I,
0: I know. I mean, it's, it's the radio DJ in me. It's like, I'm trying to push this back on track. So it know? back.
2: Can we get back on back. track, guys? yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> Uh, so yeah, I saw the video on North Korea and that's a place I've been debating in my mind. You know, I want to visit one day, obviously when this whole COVID-19 is over, lah, you know, but yeah. I mean, how many places have you visited and what is the life like traveling from one place to the other?
2: Okay, wait, so you're talking about how many places have visited in North Korea or?
0: In general, in general. The world. The world, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Countries, cities. Well, it's got to be in the hundreds think- as far as cities are concerned, right? Yeah,
2: so it's about like a hundred 34 cities and then like about 54 countries but you Uh, know when i first set out traveling in 2018 i i was one of those i want to take off the countries i want to like travel to 100 countries by this year Hmm. but i think as i passed through 2018 i was like i'm less concerned about increasing the number of countries i'm visiting but i want to visit it more deeply Hmm. i'm more into visiting like different parts of a country more than i am just Going to a country to say, oh, I've been to Switzerland to Zurich for two days, and therefore I can take Switzerland off. I right. I, I don't like that. You like to dive yep. into the like outskirts yeah. and stuff like that, I assume. Yeah, like to oh, okay. to check other regions out, other because like a country is so vast. Like say for example, even just North Korea, hmm. just going up north of North Korea and down south to North Korea, it's very different right. in mm. terms of culture and people.
0: What year was yeah. it that you went to North Korea? Last year. It was just last in year. June. Okay. Wow.
2: May, yeah. It's and then the, COVID it, happened after <laughs> that. Yeah, and you know what? North Korea was the first country to, to shut their borders well, well, I mean, in
0: December. They're already halfway there. So, you know.
2: <laughs> yeah. So uh, wait, you said you you were debating about going to North Korea. Like, what mm. is... Okay, so going is one part of the debate. Why do you want to go? Uh, what about the other part?
0: Of- I think I got stuck at the going part, you know? Because okay for me, obviously, I have to clear leave. You know, I have only so many yeah. days in the year to do it. Lah. So there are a lot of other yeah. countries on the list as well. So it always gets pushed yeah. down, you know what I mean? So like, yeah. well, I've never been to South Africa. I want to go South Africa first. I've never been to Europe. Okay. I want to go Europe first, you know? So it keeps getting yeah. pushed down. And, you know, there's always the... You know, you, you hear about things about North Korea, you're yeah. like, ooh, you know, it sounds very troublesome to <laughs> yeah. go there. Like, there's no connection <laughs> no, with not. the outside world. Yeah. yeah. Tell us what was the most surprising thing about North Korea when you were there?
2: The most surprising thing was I was able to relax from mm. day two onwards because okay. I didn't think I was able to, was going to be able to relax because... Yeah. You know, I shoot my mouth off. I'm not sure if I was going to piss someone off enough to like land me in jail or yeah. leave the country dead. <laughs> yeah, I was actually very on my toes. Didn't want to like break the law. Yeah, So I signed up for like a 10-day tour in mm. north korea it was a small group photography tour so we were able to go to places that larger groups don't get to go to mm. and i don't know just i think being in a small group we're like watched even closer because okay. every group no matter how big or small there's always two mandatory north korean guides that are attached to us right so two guides to like five people is like a lot of watching yeah mm, but i yeah. i was still quite surprised that i um, You know, I was actually feeling very relaxed and very Mm. at ease from day two onwards. I was like hanging out with the locals. People were like very inviting. They were like, take photos of us, dance with us, eat with us, no matter which part of North Korea I went to. Did they check
0: your phone and all that like we read in, you know, articles? Mm -hmm. No. That's interesting. They encourage
2: you to take pictures Uh. all the time unless... You take pictures of things that they don't want you to take picture of. Right. Which are usually um, military personnel, Mm, except mm. the ones that are designated for photo taking. Okay. Uh, They somehow don't like you to take pictures of their construction site. Mm. I'm not interested in that anyway. Yeah. Um, And yeah, (laughs) I I think it's like some sort of a state secret thing. I don't know.
3: Right.
1: But
2: but, but yeah, I'm not interested in taking those photos anyway. So Mm. when you go traveling, do you travel solo all the time or do you have people with you or with friends or solo? Okay.
0: Have you always traveled solo? No. Mm. It only
2: started in 2018. So I was actually very scared because I've never traveled solo for like anything over three days. Sometimes Mm. I go like, you know, to Hong Kong for a weekend and meet friends there. But to totally be by myself, I've never done that and I was very scared and I'm not sure if if that's my thing.
0: Um,
2: But it just got better and better as as the year went by and Mm. I realized it's gotten to a point where I just don't like to travel to a new place with friends Mm. because I need to process that place first. by myself and then figure out my rhythm in this place and if i like it i'll go back with friends because i don't like my first impression to be marred by like too many opinions from other people right so that's where i'm at right now
0: so for people who have never traveled solo before and they are scared like you were what would you say to them
2: okay i I would say it's not for everybody for Mm. sure it can get very lonely and for me the the downside is because i love food so much mm. i have only one stomach <laughs> i can't order as much as i want when i'm at a restaurant because i can't finish it so yep. i'm very limited in that way and i like to get to know cultures through food so oh. uh, it's very limiting <laughs>
1: <laughs> but I think also the thing with traveling solo is just like you make your own decisions like we're traveling with friends you all stay in different hotel rooms then you gotta okay so we meet here at 5 and then we mm. go here and then we and then yeah. eat together gotta figure out what to eat this one wants to yeah. eat something I was like can okay, we just make a decision <laughs> yeah. already you
2: know yeah I really hate that I have no tolerance <laughs> for that so even if I go in a group <laughs> yeah. right now I would always remove myself from the equation it's like you guys do you I'll do me and then we'll meet at some point <laughs>
0: like mm. oh, okay so okay I've,
2: all right So I've become quite intolerable to travel with because Everyone's like, but we're a group!
1: Yeah. (laughs) Uh,
0: What are travel tips that you might have for people who are traveling solo for the first time, starting out this journey?
2: Especially for females, if you're a solo female traveler, I would say getting a guide, a local guide will be a good thing. Mm. Um, Definitely like, you know, we're talking about safety here, right? Yeah, Yeah, I find that getting local guides help and getting to know locals help too. Mm. like because you when you're in someone's country it's not designed to make you feel comfortable It's designed to make them feel comfortable Mm -hmm. so they know where the good things are you know be feel free to talk to people who are there who have lived there all their lives Mm -hmm. so that has helped me in many many ways
1: from a girl's point of view as well like you just said how do you stay safe in the country like aside from getting a local guide Like, Mm -hmm. do you venture out at night by yourself? Like, if you go to a a restaurant or a bar or
2: something? Of course, I would do, like, a lot of research about country. Mm -hmm. And I'll read, like, many different, like, accounts of people traveling, like, you know, to that country. Like, for example, recently I was in Colombia. Mm -hmm. Um, I was researching which part of Colombia to stay in. And a lot of times, like, you know one street away could be dangerous mm. so it's, right. it's like very dependent on which neighborhood you stay in and blah 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 so you have to do research to see like you know which area is what because if you're a tourist and you're going to stay there for like you know a couple of weeks it's not worth risking it just to be part of the local
3: Right. Yeah. right. you know what I mean
2: <laughs> yeah you have a limited time there you want to get the most out of a country sometimes it's good to play safe and try not to venture out late at night if you can keep everything in daylight stick, stick with crowds I wear a lot of money belts you know I make <laughs> sure that my cash and everything yeah. is all split up up, you know in different
0: yeah. places as well do you find that you are more observant and more aware of your surroundings now that you've traveled solo
2: for sure like definitely much more sensitive much more aware because it's just you and the world there's no mm. one else to to offload your thoughts you know, you just right. need to consume it and like process it and there's no one there like, you know, telling you what you should feel or their opinion of what's going on and stuff. Mm. It's just you. So, mm. I, I like that.
0: So, of all the places that you've visited, which one really, or which few if you can narrow it down, uh, really stand out, really taught you something about yourself? Maybe change your mind about, you know, certain perspectives?
2: Yes, actually one place mm. and that was the time where I went into the Arctic Circle. Mm. So, it was like, trip where I went to North Pole and then after North Pole, which was such a mind-blowing experience, I just still processing it. Right. Um, I spent about three days in Helsinki City, which absolutely sucked, yeah. and then five days later in Ivalo, which is in Finland. These eight days were like the worst eight days ever because, especially in Ivalo when I was like, you know, uh, in, in Finland, when when I booked this glass igloo, I thought it was like, wow, so Instagrammable. I was <laughs> still at the point where I'm thinking of like photos. Photos. Yeah. You know, I, I wasn't really a traveler. I was more of a tourist mm-hmm. still at the glass igloo resort. Mm. I arrived there at the tail end of Winter season So I was the Mm. only one At the resort And because I booked That glass igloo Because it looked so Instagrammable It was a huge mistake Because at that time It was 18 hours of daylight Oh no I felt like a science experiment (laughs) In that glass thing I felt like I was (laughs) Living inside a magnifying glass Yeah And there was no curtains No nothing Right And because it was Tail end of the winter season There was no one at the resort And there was no tours Going on as well No reindeer riding No like ice fishing Because the ice was too to icy It was mm. not fluffy enough right. So there was no activities to do No one to talk to 18 oh. hours of sunlight In that freaking glass igloo <laughs> And I could only go between my igloo And the sauna <laughs> So I was going mad Oh no And I and was crying a lot I'm not used to it and I was still traveling with my My two Remora luggage You know <laughs> I wasn't backpacking yet. Yeah, yeah. Mm. And it was just, I was confronted with a lot of demons, like my childhood conditioning and everything. Because when your environment is so unchanging, mm. you react to it, you know? Yeah. You're just left alone with your own there thoughts. There's no TV or anything in that igloo, huh? No, no,
1: <laughs> no cable no, not at all.
2: Okay. There was Wi-Fi. I could connect to the outside world, but I didn't feel like it, you Mm. know, because Mm. how long can you be on like social media or like watch YouTube and everything, right? I just spent that time like learning about myself. And I think that experience prepped me for my solo journeys that happened after and this current lockdown situation. Like Mm -hmm. I've been back for over a month now. I've only left home three times. Mm. I don't feel like leaving home at all just right. just here mm-hmm. <laughs> i put on makeup for you guys <laughs> oh well, thank Aww,
0: you i appreciate <laughs> that But it's an interesting situation too, because now we're really finding out if we can just be alone by ourselves. And for a lot of couples, for a lot of families as well, it's putting a lot of strain because now all of a sudden you're spending 24 hours with people. You're like, you appreciate your alone time, right?
2: Yeah, it's actually a mental fortitude, I feel. Mm. Like you need to build that. Because when everything is silent and unchanging around you, you're forced to like confront your own thoughts. Things that you've never really put aside time to, to deal with. Because like we live in a city, there's so much noise everywhere. Mm. Like, you know, audio, um, advertising billboards. Like, you know, your friends will confide in you about their problems. All these noise, noises yeah. add up. Mm. And you might think that your life is happy and stress-free because you have no problems. But all these little things add up. Yeah. All these noise. Mm. You realize that you've you've been too distracted all this while to kind of deal with what's inside and mm. what made you the person you are today. And now that yeah. everything's quieted
1: down, now these noises are louder than ever. Yeah. In your Hitler.
0: Yeah. So now more than ever, it's time to maybe take some time out to confront these you know, voices, these things that you have buried in your head. And,
2: and also you realise that so many people now on social media, they're doing like the core things in life, right? You know, mm. feeding themselves well, taking care of themselves by exercising yeah. yes. and uh, like cleaning up their houses. You know, yeah. these are things that are so basic for human survival. Mm-hmm. And yeah. now everyone is doing it because there's no noise to distract them. They have to do it. It's back to basics and I love it. Mm. It's quite crazy that we needed this
1: pandemic to mm-hmm. kind of prioritize our lives. Like, you know, yeah. I'm cleaning my house more than ever. Like, I'm trying to find dust. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah. So, Ross, what's next after this whole uh, circuit breaker? Are you going to travel some more? Do you have some plans hmm. for right here in Singapore? What's next for Ross?
2: Okay, so I want to travel more intently in with purpose
0: Mm.
4: so
2: this year if it hadn't been for the pandemic i would have gone to mexico for five months i want to go there and learn spanish five months yeah at least i've never lived overseas before Mm. and i feel like now one month travel is not enough because you really Uh. a country is so vast you need to experience it like a local so you gotta live there and be bored so that's the plan to to go to mexico for Mm. for a few months See my nephews. Oh. Okay. I don't have a five year plan at all. Yeah. So I'm just mm-hmm. going to see where this takes me. Yeah. But that's the first step.
0: You mean, you're living the life right now, experiencing things as they go. But at any point, does it creep up on you and go, oh shit, what am I going to do in five years? No, do you ever no. have those moments where you don't, like, ah, screw it, la. <laughs> No. Because
2: I, I might not even have five years. So I, I can't spend too much time thinking about it. The, the furthest I've gone to plan is mm. to like maybe, you know, buy an endowment plan. Sure. You know, like for <laughs> savings account that right. kind of matures yeah. when I'm 50. Yeah.
3: yeah.
2: <laughs> so
1: how, how yeah. do you buy your plane? To, you just think about it like, oh, yeah, I think I'll go to Mexico. And then you just buy the ticket. So it's not like in a month or two months, I'm going to go here for sure.
2: Oh, no. So this was planned. Like I've been in Mexico. I've been to Mexico. Oh, It's a 36-hour journey huh? I've been there three times In the last one and a half years mm. So I feel a very strong affinity to it So this time when I go It'll be my fourth time It'll be easier Because like, I've been there so many times already So it'll be just like Okay, I know where to go first I know I'm going to rent an apartment I've got friends there now so And it's cheaper to survive there On a monthly basis than in right. Singapore It's yes. dirt cheap mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. So So I'm looking forward to that And then also going, traveling more around the South America region. Wow. Yeah. So lovely the people there. my God. I see you
1: traveling until you can't do it anymore.
2: Yeah, I think so. Right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. (laughs) I see myself like hopefully settling down somewhere quiet Mm -hmm. in the mountains somewhere, but I'm not there yet. (laughs) I'm not there yet. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Do you look back on your days in the media, in radio, TV and think, you know, do you miss it? at all or do you look back at, on it as just oh that was a part of my life it was cool it was fun for the time being but now that's not me yeah. anymore
2: i think with all things in my life like you know i thought i was going to be a professional dancer at one point mm. and i made dancing my career like you know for four years i will always remember it fondly mm. would i want to be a dancer again no would i go back to radio again no i won't mm. but I, I guess like tv is still something i do on and off if the show fits. Yep. So on on hold is this project called Weird Food Diaries. Um, we're supposed to be shooting season two right now, mm. but you know we can't travel, so that's that.
0: For a lot of us, like I mean, take Jackie and myself as an example. We've been in radio, you know, um, yeah. forever as well, and yeah. it's like I don't ever see myself doing something else. And it takes a really bold step to move on to something else. Yeah. you know. Yeah. So it's something that you've right. done, and that's why when I look at people like you, some of our other you know ex radio colleagues as well, I go, man. You know, I, I don't know how you guys do it.
2: I don't know if it's bold. For me, it was not so much like the act of leaving radio. Mm. It's not so much radio. It's more like I couldn't be part of a corporation anymore. It just doesn't fit like who I am as a person. Mm. Um, if it was pirate radio, I would go <laughs> back on radio. It's not the medium that I dislike. I mean, I would love to come back on air, mm. on re- regardless of what medium, to, to talk, share music and whatnot, right? Mm. But I don't want to do that. When a station is owned by a corporation.
0: Right, and be basically told what to say, what to do. Yeah. Yeah, most yeah. of the time. Yeah.
2: yeah. Like, I think that, that was what I left.
0: I think at some point, a lot of us get to that stage as well.
2: Yeah, <laughs> I, I suppose. But wait, wait, wait. Have you guys seen the film Pirate Radio?
0: No, it's an old movie, right?
2: <laughs> yes. yes.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's Jackie, just, have uh, you seen it? No. I've heard of okay, it.
2: Please promise me, you have to watch it. Okay. This is based loosely on a true story on like 1960s England, the UK, mm. when rock music was banned on radio. So a bunch oh. of renegades, yeah. they took a boat, they mm. sailed out, anchored, anchored the boat to a uh, unknown secret coordinates yep. and they broadcast radio from there okay.
3: hence
1: pirate radio
0: pirate yes. radio there you go okay
2: but every like the 14 years that I was on radio whenever I feel disillusioned or a bit like you know wondering why I'm still on radio I will watch that mm-hmm. and I'll feel like
0: renewed oh wow okay, uh, okay.
2: it is so cool If that concept if I could be part of that, I'm definitely coming back to radio oh, okay. so
0: cool. well, in a way, I mean, isn't that what podcasting is doing right now? not so much for music because okay, music, there'll be rights issues and you know all that kind of stuff, uh, but with just getting your content out there. I'm sure if you did some sort of a travel podcast or something like that, people would yeah. listen to it.
2: I'm very lazy. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, wow, there you go.
1: That's honesty you- for you.
2: <laughs> I have like very little desire to share things with people. I mean, mm. I, if I do, it'll be on my own time, you know, and when I feel like it.
3: Right, okay.
2: And honestly, if I didn't know you guys, I'll probably say no to this, you know, the mm. Zoom as well. Like, it's just very little Huh reward in like you know giving so much of my time to right. to people and and also editing <laughs> right right yeah exactly
0: i mean it's interesting that you say that because like you might think that right but the people listening yeah. or the people who watch your travel stuff they they are the ones who are like hey man this is super interesting now i found out something about this country this place that i never yeah. knew you know
2: I think that is the bonus. It's a bonus if people see value in whatever I post. Mm. But that's not what I set out to do. I literally wanted to document my travels. My show is the lowest rated show on Click Network. I don't care. <laughs> we don't pay YouTube to boost our views as well. Like right. it is what it is. Right. And because I put it out there I have all these videos to look back mm. on my travel and everything, it makes me feel happy. And if along the way someone sees it and feels inspired, yay. Mm. Right. But I, I do not wanna go out like and set out something for people to right with the intention to teach or inspire people. Mm. I don't really care.
1: I think <laughs> that's always been you, I think.
0: Yeah, not only <laughs> yeah. has it always been you, but it's also the best type of content out there, right? When you, can, when you can sort of tell like, oh, they are trying to appeal to a certain market, then you're like, okay, yeah. like, that's a bit of a turn off. But when you realize, hey, they're just doing what they love to do, it just so happens mm-hmm. that, you know, somebody packaged it together into a nice video or whatever, yeah. then you're like, okay, I can get that. I can feel that, you know?
2: You know, recently I spoke to a marketing executive, right? Mm. She, I don't know why, but she really riled me up like, it was she, she was reaching out to me, like, you know, your poor thing. No, she's it, not. No, you, <laughs> okay. I meant
1: you, poor thing. Oh, me, yeah.
0: you're Like, oh.
2: I did, I, I was like, you didn't so care rude. about it. And she, <laughs> okay,
0: she riled you up in a good or bad way.
2: Yeah. I think, okay, I'll, I'll tell you, then you make up your mind, okay? Like, okay, I don't okay. think she meant to, like, be antagonistic, mm. but it's just her observation, you know, that annoyed me. Mm. So she, she got in touch with me for an Instagram gig. And then we started talking about, like, you know, she started offering me her insights into what she thought my instagram account was like Mm. she said like oh roz you know one thing to just say to you like you know i thought your content after you left radio was a bit daring And i'm like huh what do you mean it's like you know your change in direction i wasn't quite sure you know what you were trying to do and honestly didn't have much faith in what you were trying to do you know with your direction change but now i see it like what do you mean direction change (laughs) And then she was like, you know, but when you were on radio and everything, you were posting all these like beautiful photos. I was like, my photos are still beautiful. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> and then she was like, yeah, but you know, you have your nephews now, you have your food and, and travel. And I'm like, yeah, because it reflects my life. What? Yeah, right, yeah. Like right. there's, there's no marketing strategy to this. Mm-hmm. But mm. as a marketing executive, she saw it as a strategy. She saw it as a, an abrupt change. Mm. And it yeah. just made me wonder about how these people who do this for work break down a person's way to communicate in such a business-like manner. I was like, you're so sad. But I think
1: that's how they don't know anything else but to think from a marketing point of view, right? So Mm. they try to break it down and apply their own science to it. When we post things, there's no science to it. It's just what's happening in our
2: lives. Yeah, Yeah. I mean, I get that there are people (laughs) out there who... Who actually have apps to show them, like know what their post will look like on a template yeah. before they actually post it out, so that they can see, like, oh, it's spread out. Mm.
1: <sighs> <laughs> yeah, I think so, much just said it all. <laughs> so much trouble.
0: So no. much trouble. Yeah, Be- because in uh, Instagram and social media has become a tool more than a you know a platform for you to post what you're interested in right that's why a lot of us yeah. have you know sort of looked at it and okay you know now you have to post this style of photos you No, know, oh. great for marketing oh my god I've- okay to be fair for some people i'm looking at you jackie you you need to post more photos lah because like jackie's a very <laughs> no, no she's just a very you know <laughs> she posts whenever she feels like it. i feel like yeah. there are a lot of interesting things about you you should just post more no, but that's just me.
2: Oh my god, Jackie, I think you have a superpower.
0: What's
2: that? <laughs> the don't give a f- superpower. Ah, yeah, 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 <laughs>
3: exactly.
1: <laughs> that's the thing, I only post when I'm feeling it. You know, like, if, I, if I'm if i cooking something and my plate, I think I outdid myself, and I'm like, might be Instagrammable, no. okay, then I'll take a picture. Yeah. Or, like, if my dog is doing something extra cute and I must sh- share it,
3: Sure. you know, then yeah. I'll
1: post. But it's not like... <laughs> we had to post like, definitely we have to post something every day or something yeah. like that. I'm like, why? Yeah. There's no yeah. point. Well, Must I really go and look for something to post just to be posting for the sake yeah. of posting?
0: Okay, let me play devil's advocate right now, okay? So Uh-oh. there's this sliding scale <laughs> of, okay, you follow the marketing rules by uh, to the T versus the other side you post as and when, right? I feel like the more you post, the more you're forced to be creative with your post. To me anyway, it's like, okay, let me challenge myself. What can I post in this situation that might fit this theme, you know, whatever the case may be.
2: Yeah, I totally agree with you. If like, you know, using the platform to hone creativity or to like push content that would entertain people, yeah, sure, in that aspect, do it. Because then it's not a personal account anymore, Yeah, right? It's it's more of like a platform to communicate with people. Then yes, by all means, go ahead. Mm -hmm. But I think for the rest of us who treat it as a personal account, you shouldn't have to feel Mm. pressured to post for the sake of posting. So when Instagram became a thing in Media Corp, um, this was I think when I was still at 987, KLN, Mm -hmm. and they wanted passwords to our account.
4: Right, wow. So that they can
2: manage it for us. I'm like, no. (laughs) (laughs) Hell no. Yeah, and then they started marketing because they didn't know how to price, like, you know, um, how much to charge clients for a post. Yeah. And the best, the worst part is they don't even consult you on like, what they pitch your Instagram for. Mm. there was one time one of the artist management people they pitched and i'm not even under them i'm not a full-timer i've never been a full-timer right right? yeah yeah they pitched my instagram for like some hsbc golf women's golf thing (laughs) number one i don't play golf nor use an hsbc card not interested in golf either and the post is so ugly it was like a contest right and they already provide the photo for you it's literally a pin on the, the golf green and then yeah. there's a ball on top of it mm-hmm. and then the background is kind of blurred yeah and then the contest is i have to post that photo and then get people to guess where the background is
0: oh okay, okay. i'm like
2: i'm not posting this it's ugly <laughs> <laughs> but they've already sold it i was like how can you not consult me first this is right. ridiculous so i it yeah. to facebook where all ugly things live yeah and then <laughs> <laughs> because they didn't consult me. No. And then and then the worst part is how much they charged the client. Mm. And this time, that time I didn't have many followers. And they charged the client $5,000 for that post. Wow. Of which, they take 50% cut. Wow, that's ridiculous. And I was like, you guys... I know you guys need to stop this because if word gets out that you're charging a ridic that I'm charging a ridiculous amount for my Instagram post, no one's gonna hire me. Stop it.
0: Exactly. Mm-hmm. So
2: that was when I like reworked for the contract terms and like you know to have them not pitch for any like basically not touch my social media. Mm. Horrible, super <laughs> so horrible. Oh, my God.
0: I think that was during the period where it was like quote unquote the influencer boom and everyone was like, okay, just charge yes. as much as you want, right? Yes. And there was no sort of industry standard lah. Nope.
2: Not for like a non-social Media agency anyway. They Mm. I mean they were trying to keep up with the time, but yeah, yeah, I I always feel like you know, as long as you go with a guide that okay, you're doing this because it makes sense and Mm. it's authentic, then do it. Don't do it because you're trying to like jump in on the bandwagon, which I feel like is ninety percent of like all the decisions that was made with my previous employer. Well, I mean when I was there.
0: Not just them too, I feel like traditional media in Singapore has always been like that. Always late to yeah. the game and always trying to, like, yeah. you know, bring in experts. When you bring in these experts, they tell you do this, do that, do this. You lose your yeah. authenticity and then yeah. it doesn't really work.
2: But the thing is, like, I, I don't blame these people. For the longest time, I was very angry and I was trying mm. to find people to blame, like, you know, managers or head of departments and everything. But I realized it's just not these individual people, but the structure of a corporation. They just need to be structured that way. They need yeah. to make money that way. And that's yeah. why I feel it doesn't sit well with me. And if you look at all the media owners in Singapore, SPH, like even Safra, mm. Safra is unique because you guys moved, removed yourself from AC Nielsen, right? Yeah, yeah, awesome. <laughs> um, but the the, the the SPH and the MediaCorp, like if you tra- if you track the money trail, it actually leads back to MDA. Mm. Like they're funding them, like almost eighty to ninety percent of all their con- they're funding their content. So I mean. I don't want to be making like family-friendly shit. So Right, yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: So, and, and that's why like doing your own thing is the best thing for you. Lah, and that's why you made that decision. And
2: I, And I feel also like we live in a very privileged time right now where there's so many platforms available yeah. for us to like put our stuff out. Yeah, like, you know, one day you hit jackpot, it goes viral, that's it.
0: Mm. You know? Like I've always said, yeah. and I said this so many times, you know, especially when we interview people who are not in traditional media, right? Yeah. This is the best time. If you have a talent, if you have a passion, yeah. put it out there. If people like it, they will gravitate towards you. You don't need someone to choose. I mean, yeah, I'm sure we all remember this. Yep. Back when we started doing radio, someone had to pick you. Yep. If that person didn't like you because your face, your yep. you know, you rub them the wrong way, that's it. Yep. No matter how talented you are, you weren't gonna get on radio.
2: Yeah, And honestly, for most part of my radio, I was never picked as well like you know Mm. i had to make my own connections Mm, like mm. they would never put me on the cover of eight days because i'm with 987 no way but they would put like people like gene danker or or whatnot like always you know (laughs) so
0: so i mean it's a great time if you have a talent or passion i feel now to get your stuff out there you know do a podcast do instagram and tiktok have you ever Uh uh, considered doing tiktok
2: (laughs) i I cannot (laughs) i did it once i did it once but I was with like a whole bunch of South American influencers. Yeah. And Ah, they they did a dance. So I joined in on that and reposted it, but that was the only thing (laughs) I'll do on TikTok. (laughs) Oh wait, so Alan, who used to be with Universal Music, is now the hitting TikTok Singapore. Is he really? Really? Yes. Yes. Alan, you know Alan? Yeah, Alan. Yeah. Yeah. Uh Yeah. I saw him. So like he basically is trying to get as many people to get on TikTok Singapore as Mm. much as possible. So he's managing the the marketing of that so you guys should reach out to him good for him so because i saw him i saw him at a few music um conferences like when i was hosting because they needed a neutral party
3: yeah
2: (laughs) Yeah. not with any radio station yeah Yeah, so i i keep seeing ellen there and i used to i thought it was because he was with universal then he said no he's actually with tiktok and they're actually marketing a lot of music um launching a lot of artists new songs via
0: tiktok so well yeah because i'm sure a lot of kids know the song from tiktok and not from radio you no, know, and they only know like the yeah. chorus part. Yeah. You know, which is yeah. kinda crazy if you think about it. But it is the way it is. Yeah. You know, it's how music has changed now.
2: For sure. I cannot I like my content to be to have a little bit of depth. I can't stand fifteen second things unless I'm doing a time lapse of the clouds. Mm. You know? Yeah.
1: <laughs> like, or a sunset or something. Yeah. I, was,
0: I think I was talking about this to Jackie the other day. I, I feel like yeah, exactly that, you know. I, I feel like there's no depth no mean well yeah. there's a lot of talent like some of these dancers out there they, they come up with really yeah. interesting shit right but to me it's like okay lah it's like act cute pretty and that, yeah. that's the impression I get lah it's very skin deep it's like watching an episode of Too Hot to Handle on Netflix have you watched oh that show God, by the way? that
2: show I, I couldn't get past the first episode
1: I keep seeing it pop up on my Netflix though what is it about lah? Uh? oh it's Young. the worst show
0: <laughs> no, no because my, my my wife wanted to watch the show I'm like okay fine so I actually went like every episode I feel my IQ dropping and
2: so I mean okay wait you, you watched it finish right I
0: watched it finish oh god it was so gross I would vomit every episode <laughs> so
2: actually right it started out quite bad because the first episode they're kind of like you know allowed to kiss and touch and grovel anyone, mm. but the gist of this se- this series is these people have always been all about the sex and the physical um, attraction. Yep. So the series is trying to get them to fall in love with each other without touching and kissing each other.
0: Yeah. So no sex. No There's a hundred thousand dollars hot in and the pot. Heavy. Yeah. Yeah.
2: <laughs> if you kiss, you minus don't know, like twenty thousand oh, dollars. or Three k,
0: three k. Yeah. And then uh, if yeah. uh, a couple actually did have sex, uh, spoiler alert. 20K. I would
2: never watch it. Oh my god. But I mean, they obviously
0: don't show you anything like but it to me it felt like like a, a whole bunch of people trying to fame whore.
2: Yeah, I oh. cannot I cannot connect with that uh, at all. Yeah. <laughs> but it's like
0: I I feel no like okay, these chicks are supposed to be like super hot and sexy, right? They're all models, Instagram models and whatnot. All yeah. like 50% of them have boob jobs whatever. But it's like the second they start talking, uh, I'm like, okay, well, I I'm, I'm just not interested anymore. I'm out. It's like, oh.
2: <laughs> yeah. so, I'm just watching reruns of Big Bang Theory. It's like my form of escape. <laughs>
0: there you go. High five. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I'm so happy.
1: And How I Met Your Mother, I'm on that now as well. Just you re-watching know. it. Yep.
0: The classics. Uh. Yeah. yeah.
1: That's content. That's good content. Yeah. <laughs> oh
2: my god, we sound like old people. Like, oh, I, know, they, I know, right? Like, <laughs> they don't make them like they used to.
1: What, we, we sound like old people because we appreciate quality.
2: <laughs> no, right? That's what <laughs> our parents said too.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Can you imagine in, like, 50 years' time, the type of content that's going to be out there? Yeah, wow. I think
2: we're going back to hieroglyphs. We're going back to caveman drawing. Yeah,
0: yeah. Just the whole TV episode is just emojis and pictures.
2: Yeah.
1: Yeah. Oh, God. No time for (laughs) actual
0: depth. No, la. I I think we are going both ends of the spectrum. There's a lot of garbage, nonsense, filler, but there's also a lot of smart stuff out there right now. yeah, yeah. And there there are a lot of well-produced documentaries, but there's a lot of garbage that's, like, you know... Like fake yeah. news uh, and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Do you try to keep yeah. up with all that kind of stuff, or do you just sort of like eh, whatever? No, it's just too much. I think
2: because I spend a lot of time working on myself. Like mm. that includes going to see psychologists, reading up about who I am, and trying to be more aware of how I treat people and stuff. in In the recent years, I think one of the things that really helped me greatly is to stop reading the news. <laughs> so I have stopped reading the news since I okay. left radio. It's done wonders for my mind. Right now, I only get updated on whatsapp group chats so when okay. i'm forced these news like you know links and, and stuff like that like all right. the latest memes like whatever's trending and everything i find out via my friends on whatsapp uh, so i yeah. actually don't don't go on news no news website well
0: as long as your friends forward legit stuff la.
2: sometimes they don't <laughs>
0: Yeah, and that makes things a little bit like hmm.
2: sometimes i don't click on it as well <laughs>
0: oh, that's right. the way la. that's the play yeah. uh, is there anything you look back on your life and you regret or are you like you know what what happened happened for a reason made me who I am.
2: Actually, actually, yeah. Whatever happened happened for a reason. Yeah. Like you know, made me who I am. Yeah. yeah. I think one of the most defining one was when I was suspended from radio for four weeks.
0: What was the reason for that? Huh?
2: This was when I was on Lush, uh. and there were only two DJs on Lush morning and evening. I was on the morning show. <laughs> <laughs> Vanessa Fernandez was our station manager. Mm. And it was during a time where I actually called out the Archbishop of Singapore on Facebook. So usually, (laughs) well, I don't think it's a big deal because I feel like people who are... Agnostic should have a voice too sure, Yeah. So you know whenever a controversial artist Comes to Singapore There's always like all these petitions To get them to not come And I'm usually okay with that Because you know Do whatever you need to do Within your congregation right mm. Like you know freedom of speech whatever But I think when Madonna Was supposed to come to Singapore The Archbishop took to The National Newspaper And he was given an entire mm. page To sound off mm. And obviously I was on radio I read the news and stuff And I was like really pissed off I was so emotionally charged that I didn't think for a second why the newspaper gave him an outlet. It was a two-way thing. Yeah, yeah. So I actually wrote on Facebook like, Hey, you know, if you if you're like insecure about your congregation, like if you think it's gonna affect their morals by going to a Madonna concert, maybe you should look inward into your congregation rather than like at Madonna like what's she mm. gonna do she's just her? Yeah. And then I should have stopped there, but I went on to say, like, Oh maybe your congregation is wisening up to the idea that an invisible man in the sky is hocus pocus bullshit. Yeah. So, that riled a lot of people up. Well, yeah. That was at 10 a.m. Uh-huh. <laughs> and then and then at 4 p.m., I realized, okay, you know what? This is really screwed up. Like I've got a lot of my friends who are religious and mm. they were defending my right to speak. So, I felt like, okay, I didn't need to be so mean. Yeah. I could still get my point across without stomping on their beliefs. Mm. So, I made an addendum and I changed it. I said, I'm not sorry for what I've said. I'm sorry for how I expressed it. So, this is mm. my apology. I just kept the whole thing there except I took out the Hocus Pocus bullshit part. <laughs> but at 8 o'clock I got a call from Vanessa mm. saying that I need to take down the post and apologize mm. separately and I'm like no I'm not going to do that that's social media suicide people yeah. already know and I want to own up to it I want to keep it there and own up to it right mm. and she was like if you don't do that they're going to suspend you for one week mm. I'm like okay fine no choice so I did what I was told 9pm a knock on my door the police came to my door Oh. Yeah. About right. this. So yeah, apparently yeah. someone made a complaint, so mm. I had to go down to the police station. Right. Um oh my and then it is their
0: job to investigate such complaints, lah. Like.
2: When people complain, they will investigate. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Because I wasn't I wasn't charged in the end, I was like, oh. But mm. Media court front, um, I was suspended for four weeks instead of one because MDA received eleven complaints. Eleven mm. out of 11. six million people wow. in Singapore. And because that's where the money comes from, Media court felt the pressure to punish me. Mm. So I was taken off air for four weeks. Mm. And this was, I think, early 2016, around the time when my first nephew was born. Okay. And thank goodness he was born because that was like a happy distraction. I was mm. very thrown off. Like I've never taken more than two weeks of leave in my entire radio career.
1: Mm-hmm. So to
2: be off air for four weeks in a row was a bit much. Very much. Like What I felt then is what a lot of people feel now. You don't know what day of the week it is. You don't know what time because suddenly you don't have to check the time anymore. Mm. Or read the news or the traffic or whatever. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. I was actually very scared. I was pissed off, and I really didn't want to come back because not only was my suspension four weeks, mm. I had to appeal to come back. Wow.
0: Uh, appeal yeah. to who? So like f- management? Like actually write a letter? Um, or, the CEO. Or? Oh. Jeez. Wow.
2: Yeah, the deputy oh. CEO. Mm-hmm. So. I said to Vanessa, there's no way I'm going to do this because I didn't do anything wrong. Mm. Like, I did not break the law, mm-hmm. okay? Yeah. Um, I said, sorry, I did everything that you asked me to do. I'm not coming, I'm not begging to come back. Mm. And then she said, well, I respect the decision, but Lush is only two DJs and we're in wave now. I would love to have you back. Mm. So because of her, I actually kind of wrote in and groveled apologised and said like hey I will never do this again but it really got me thinking and I think at that point in time it was like a push factor Mm. like you know I need to I need to get out of this place this place throws me under the bus and this is not the first time Right. and blah 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 so that was when everything changed for Mm. me like having to bow down to them kind of thing yeah and I was angry with the CEO and and Mm. head of department or whatever but it's not their fault Yeah. yeah. everything is linked it's the way the corporation is structured because mm. I did bump into the deputy CEO in a lift. It was after a movie premiere,
3: uh-huh, uh-huh.
2: and then he said, "Hi, Ross." And I said, "Oh, hi! You're the guy who suspended me for four weeks." <laughs> and then he said, "No, I'm the guy who accepted you back."
4: Oh,
3: <laughs> wow, <laughs> slick! Yeah, uh,
2: slick. No la, but it got me thinking. Like, got me thinking. It's really mm. like not personal. It's not personal. It was just work. Yeah, they have no time Is to this? like have a personal vendetta against someone. <laughs> yeah. So that was when I was like, okay, you know what? This is horrible i need to yeah.
0: leave the little bit of time i spent because you know i'm my official title is apd right now of power right yeah and the time i spent now we have a proper pd lah, so i just assist right but the Wait, amount jeremy, of, is it? jeremy yes yeah ah, so okay. he's our pd now yeah so he's okay. taking on the brunt of <laughs> the brunt of most of the management's decisions and stuff like that but when i was dealing with that stuff man you know i i, I got to see the other side of the yeah. coin in that you know yeah. a lot of these decisions are being made and okay I might not agree because I'm the sort of person who I, I like to tell my team okay we're doing this because of this da, da, da. but yeah for a lot of them also they don't want to give the complete story and I feel yeah. that builds a bit of like mistrust why are we doing this you know this doesn't make any sense yeah but then if you yeah. see the bigger picture you're like okay I can kind of you know get with this now. yeah so it's yeah. just, it's just a corporate thing like it's the, the bigger the yeah. corporation goes, there are more factors that have to come into play uh, when yep. decisions get made.
2: And, and of course as artists, we don't realize that immediately because you, mm. you're, we're creative people, right So we are yeah. like oh we're, we're given the platform and you know we're empowered to create. So when we're met with all these like rules, yeah. it's a bit jarring for us, mm. you know. It will take time to come to terms with, and it's yeah. not obvious until like much later.
0: It is what it is. Are I wish guys, I knew.
2: Are you guys still in touch with Desiree? Not really. Desiree, like,
0: yeah, mm. I like I. I sent her a message once in a while, like, really yeah. like happy birthday. <laughs> <laughs> I think no. The last message I sent her was, "Are you at the Standard Chartered Singapore Marathon hosting something? I thought I heard your voice."
2: Oh wow, then that's standard. That's she- standard for us.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. So, is there a reason you brought her up?
2: Oh, no, I, just, I was just speaking to her recently. Mm, mm. Like, after not speaking to her a long time, like, I don't know why, I just felt this want to connect with her. Yeah. yeah like, you know, I just spoke to her for hours. She was not in a good place, but she... Yeah, but, but she's, oh my gosh, so f***ing resilient. She just like went on this healing path, so that's good. Mm, spa I for remember,
0: the mind. Spa for the mind. Yeah. Funny thing about Des was we were in the same radio academy class together. Really? Des and I, yeah. And uh, when I got into radio first, I got in... Did
2: you all join the same DJ search contest?
0: No, no, no. no. I was I- already a DJ when she joined Obra, the, right, okay. the radio search. Yeah, yeah. Search. So I okay. came in first, and then I had a few years... Then I think when I partnered Dan, that's when they did the radio search thing. And, you know, that's where she came in. La. So weird, right? Yeah. Have you caught up with anybody mm-hmm. else from our era, I guess?
2: From radio? I haven't spoken to mm-hmm. Sean in a long time. Oh, Vanessa is pregnant. What? <laughs> so she, she, she was dating this guy, Nick, this Australian dude, for the longest time, I think, since 2016.
0: Okay, is this public news?
2: Yeah, yeah. She she posted it on. Oh, she posted. Instagram okay, okay, okay. Yeah. Yeah, oh. yeah. She did like an Instagram live session or something. Mm. Anyway, so she. But she's in Singapore. No, no, no. She's not. So earlier this year, oh, okay. she in February, she and her boyfriend, who's also a musician, decided mm. to YOLO and leave for Perth. And then while in Perth, they wanted to apply for a an artist visa to do music in LA. Oh wow! But I think that's on hold now because of the pandemic. Mm. So while there. They got pregnant, what? and they're giving birth in, oh. in August. Wow!
1: Well, there's really nothing else to do in person. So like, <laughs> yeah. What the hell? <laughs> yeah.
2: And she's wow. in a very good, pl- very good place now. She doesn't drink anymore. She <laughs> doesn't smoke. She's very calm. Yeah. Well, she's so pregnant, nice. so she shouldn't
0: be drinking yeah. or <laughs> No, no, no. <laughs> like
2: this, before? this was before.
0: Okay, okay. like wow.
2: A full, a full year of like eating vegetables, not smoking, not drinking. Mm. And she's just super, in a super happy place right now. She's zen. Very, very zen.
0: I used to do the morning show with Vanessa and sometimes I would come into the studio at like 6 a.m. in the morning and she would be on the floor. (laughs) Yeah, because she had partied the night before, right? So she just came straight to the studio to just sleep on the floor. I'm like, well, shit, this is going to be a fun show.
2: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Well, she is not that person anymore. Wow.
0: That's awesome. Yeah. People do change. We need to catch up with her.
2: Yeah. Mm. You need to catch up with her in Perth, actually. Wow. They're, they're just launching music anyway, so it's mm. good to like, you know, yeah, you should reach out to her. Mm. Yeah, wow. she's got a baby bum and everything. <laughs> and then I, of course, still in touch with Sue, mm. who's like very, very close oh, to me okay. right now. Yeah.
0: yeah. Does she still do the Does Brazilian she's... Jiu-Jitsu? I, I saw her Evolve yes. quite a few times. Yeah.
2: She broke her collarbone, by the way.
0: During BJJ. La.
2: Oh, my God. Yeah, but someone someone who's more junior but bigger in mass like literally like, fell on her oh. and snapped it. Ouch. So she hasn't gone back to proper BJJ <laughs> ever since. It's like it I should hope not. <laughs> yeah, she she she's broken. Yeah, she eh. feels it like she still has that fear because right. it took her a long time to recover.
0: Talking about injuries, ah. have you ever gotten injured while you were traveling like, you know, especially when you go hiking, no twisted no ankles? There. Really? Uh? Oh. No,
2: I'm oh, like that's... super careful. Right. I take calculated risks. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: I mean, <That's> good. <laughs> but physically though, like it takes a lot to do all this traveling, right?
2: Yes, if you try to do everything in two weeks, mm. like you know, when you when you do your your like you take a leave and then you go travel, then you want to cramp as much in. Yeah, sure, it's tiring. Yeah. yeah. But when you spread it yeah. out. You know it's actually Mm. cheaper to travel for longer strangely because you don't have to like pay more because you have so little time right you can afford to stay in like you can afford to rent an apartment and not Mm. have to pay hotel fees yeah and then you can also like have a lot of rest time in between like if you do a crazy hike for two days you have like a week to recover it's it's almost like being at home So, yeah, it's much better. That's why I like to travel for longer now. It's not so. It's not because I have a lot to see, but because I want to take my time.
0: Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, I feel like, okay, it's time for us to conclude the podcast <laughs> side of things. Yeah. We, we have are a like, lot to edit. Us. Well, it's <laughs> not that. We are like coming on to like, almost an hour mark already.
2: Because we're catching up.
0: Yeah, it is. It is called catching up. Yes, it is. But
2: Yeah.
0: Um, is there anything you want to say to anyone who might remember you from radio? I know you used to be from Power 98 as well, a long, long time ago. Yes. my first break yeah I
2: don't know (laughs) follow her on Instagram she will
0: update you everything there
2: All right. stay tuned to radio keep your hate mails at bay only sad people say mean things
0: (laughs) (laughs) I love it (laughs) wise words
1: yes she is a unique individual and you know what it's been a long time since we caught up with her and I'm so glad that we finally got around to it and that we can do it from the comfort of our own homes and we can still you know, connect with one another
0: Absolutely And talking mm. about making that connection Thank you so much for joining us On this episode of Oh For The Love Of Life We will be back in two weeks ah. No, our next episode won't be like Four months later <laughs> Unless another pandemic breaks out
1: <laughs> I <tried>. uh,
0: Yeah <laughs> But um, You can always tune in to us On Power 98 Love Songs That's where we do our regular day jobs mm-hmm. Weekdays 6 to 9 a.m Our next guest though Oh She's someone I've always wanted to Chat with but For whatever reason Never had the opportunity To interview her
1: Isn't that what it's like With all our guests On Oh For The Love Of Life It's like we just never Got around to it And now we're finally Doing it Like for some reason Our schedules are sinking Yes Yeah Well
0: maybe it's the fact That we're all forced To stay at home (laughs) Could be Yeah but we're talking about The very talented Riley, Mm. a.k.a. Sandra Riley Tang Well, these days known as Riley Uh, Well, let's chat with her about her music career and what she's been up to and how much effort goes into all those TikToks that she Mm. makes (laughs) Yeah, Because they are amazing I try to do something like that It doesn't look quite the same Anyway, (laughs) uh, next episode, Riley right here on Oh For The Love Of Life Till then, stay safe and wash your hands
4: (laughs) Oh For The Love Of Life